Greetings 2019, I'm Jay, he's Chris, we're in Wakanda and you are just in time for the Justice Nerds Podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Justice Nerds Podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Justice Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. All right, so okay. uh, another happy 2019. Happy 2019 to you, my friend. So what a, what a great way to kick off the, the, the new year, as it were, our first show of the year in the in the uh, great nation of Wakanda. It's a little humid here. It, it is. I'm, you I'm think, like, with all the technology that they have, they could probably fix the weather. Like some, some cli- like, kind of back to the future sort of, like, uh, climate you know, like, control. Yeah, like, uh, you know from, like, 3 to 3.30 there's going to be rain. Yeah. You know, and be done. But yeah. it's humid as hell in here. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, we're here. We're ready to talk some comics? I am, man. What you been reading? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, non-superhero stuff, which is is kind of great. It's kind of well, a nice palate cleanser. Uh, well, no, you well, wouldn't. Okay, well, uh, you, uh, so the first thing, uh, Ar- Army of Darkness uh, versus Bubba Hotep. So I consider Ash kind of a superhero. Um, if we consider the Punisher a superhero, I would consider Ash a superhero. The Punisher. Well, we don't consider the Punisher. A su- Do you consider the Punisher a superhero? I believe so. He solves problems. I would put him in the category of vigilante. Anti-hero. Anti-hero. But the, yeah. but the word hero is in it. Right. But just not super. Okay. I could so, see that. So, Ash so are we going to say that Batman's not a superhero? Well, if we're if we're being technical if, if about we're it, being technical. he is a, no, he is a anti, anti-hero crime stopper. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, technically, no. Batman, not a superhero. Not a superhero. Not a superhero. Crime fighter. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a crime fighter. But Ash is not a crime fighter. He's more of a paranormal So John Constantine is not a superhero. John Constantine, not a superhero. I think, okay, so to be a superhero, okay, we're, so we're going to totally, we're, 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 kinda, we're, we're, we're already, starting, we're already just... starting the new year off on, <laughs> on, a, div- on a divergent foot. Okay, so s- superhero, you got you to gotta have a costume, so that's one. But, but you can wear anything. I think, well, but I think you got to wear a costume. I think you have to have some element of superhuman or supernatural ability. So, but here's the is thing. Is Tarzan a superhero, for example? But he is to the jungle. He's not a superhero. So you said that the, so then the Phantom wouldn't be either. The Phantom's not a superhero. No. He's a costumed adventurer. Okay. He's a masked man. Okay, okay, but he's not a superhero. Okay, so so our parameters here. Okay, so for for being a and and if you want to so audience at home, Shazam, fast, fast forward. What would through you this. say about magic? Superhuman or superhuman or supernatural? Okay, so right. if you have so to have Captain su- Marvel, su- you know. Su- oh yeah, definitely superhero. Wears a costume, has an alter ego. I think definitely if Ooh, you have an alter ego, yeah, you gotta have an I alter, can see that. alter ego. Um, so, so Hellboy then. Hellboy. Yeah. I'm going to say the alter ego is not necessarily a requirement. It is a trope of superheroes, but not a necessity. So Iron Man. Oh, definitely a superhero. How? He doesn't have any powers. Tony Stark doesn't, but his uh, armor gives him superhuman powers. Okay. But, but that's that's 
That's technology, though. It's not, you know. So I then mean, technically that would make Batman a superhero because then if you're saying got, an Iron Man. Ooh, you know, Chris, I'm going to thank you. You're, 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 you're waking me up about this something. Is, this uh, is hang things on. we okay. got to talk about, okay, man. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so so then, okay, if Iron Man's not a superhero because technically no superpowers, then he right. would be fall under the category of costumed adventurer. Crime fighter. Crime. Well, yeah, but not just a cr- – he doesn't just fight crime. He's Okay, so here's another parameter. To be a superhero, uh-huh. you have to undertake some action that goes beyond just the, the normal within – city limits sort of thing, but you have to face threats of global or supernatural proportion. Okay. Okay. So Batman's a superhero. Sure. Because he helps the Justice League. But he has no powers. Okay. The powers are a must. To, to be a superhero, I'm going to say that's a hard and fast rule. You must have some form of supernatural okay. or superhuman so, so power. So then we're on, on an agreement then that uh, Iron Man is not. Then I guess we'd have to say no. Iron Man is not. No. Batman is not. Hawkeye. No. Hawkeye's not. Uh, Black Widow's Green not. Uh, no. Green Arrow's not. Not a superhero. I mean, all the archers basically. No. All not. the archers gone. Not yeah. a. Not a superhero. Yeah. Cap. Yes. Cap's a superhero. Yeah. But everybody knows him. Cap. Hulk. Well, remember I said that the secret identity is more of a. It's that is a maybe you can have that, but okay. you don't have to have that. And remember, for many years in the comic books, his there identity was, yeah, there was, was a secret. It's more the. Really, if you think about it, that's kind of interesting. The the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really kind of the first to get rid of those. to get rid of secret identities. Yeah. Really, Spider Man, and let me know if you can think of another. He's the only character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who really has an identity that's secret. Um, because everyone knows pretty much all of the other Avengers who they are. Hold on. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, just because the government knows who Scott Lang is doesn't mean that the populace knows that he's okay, Ant-Man. Okay, so Ant-Man. Yeah. You know? Well, I kind of feel, though, that On everyone— the second one, they kind of blew it. I kind of—well, I kind of—and we'll, we're going to talk about yeah, Ant-Man we'll talk about and, the, and the Wasp later, but I kind of—so if your identity's been outed, then you no longer have a secret identity, because I think his right. identity's been outed. But right. uh, Scott Lang, not a superhero either, because he doesn't he's have— got a suit. He's got a suit. So if you have a suit, you're n- not a superhero. What about like? So then Thor, yes, because Thor a, definitely is a, su- a yeah. god. If you're an alien and you come to Earth and yeah. you wear a costume, yeah, and you're not ET, then you're a superhero. All I think of is ET dressed as a chick, like wandering around the house. <laughs> so you know, you know that was actually a little person in there. It I was a, actually it was a a person with no legs. Like it, it was somebody who had lost their legs. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear to God. And you see them like fumbling around. That sounds crazy enough to be true, Chris. So anyway, back anyway, to what we no, were talking about. Sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> so yes, Army of Darkness, Bubba Hotep number one was recently released. And so for those of you that aren't familiar with either of the franchises, this is a movie. This is a so both of them are are this is mashing up two characters from from two series. Uh, you've got uh, Ashley Williams, who's the protagonist of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead and Army of Darkness films, uh, combined with uh, the very talented uh, Dos- uh, Don Don Coscarelli. There you go. Good job. Uh, Bubba Hotep. Uh, Don Coscarelli, incidentally, uh, he's he's made tons of uh, horror science fiction movies. He's made, in addition to Bubba Hotep, he also made all of the Phantasm movies oh yeah those were you know that was kind of a underrated creep- those were creepy movies underrated scary movies yeah absolutely 
So uh, probably most people know about Evil Dead. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm taking you, it as a given. Know. You probably know what you both of these know. movies are. Uh, uh, Bubba Hotep. I don't know. Had you heard of Bubba Hotep yes. before? So are you familiar with the premise? I, I know the premise. I, I never saw the movie. It's, gr- it's a great little gem. However, so this kind of gives... I have it if you want to borrow it I'm going to have to. Yeah. This kind of gives my age. But So I was in high school. And this movie was coming out, and all my nerd friends were like freaking out. And they're like, We're going to the movies tonight. Come on, man. We're going to the movies tonight. I'm like, What are you guys going to see? We're going to see Bubba Hotep. And I'm looking, I was like, The hell are you talking about? Bubba Hotep? What the? I was like, What kind of stupid shit is that? I was like, What the hell are you talking about? And they're like, Oh, it's it's like Army of Darkness. And I'm like, Does Is Ash in it? No, no, he's not in it. And I'm like, well, I don't, don't want to see it. Well, he's not in it, but Bruce Campbell is in it. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, but it was one of those things I was like, Really? Now this wasn't a. I don't. Was Bubba Hotep a Sam Raimi movie? No, it was. No, no. This was uh, Don Coscarelli. Oh, okay, Do, okay. Don Coscarelli, the guy who, who d- directed the Phantasm movie. Right, right, right. So, a uh, quick Wikipedia on on Bubba Hotep. The story of Bubba Hotep is that he's a what mummy. If it acts. Wh- excuse me. He's a mummy. He's a mummy. But the story asks this: What if? What if? If a mummy, on his way to the museum. Uh, uh, excuse me, he's not walking to the museum. The, the mummy sarcophagus <laughs> in a convoy uh, is on its way to a museum uh, and uh, becomes washed away by a flood. Uh, what if the, the mummy was actually a by the spirit of the, of the mummy and was uh, needed the life force of uh, people to feed off of and found a Texas old folks' home, a retirement mm-hmm. village, on which to prey upon... But here's this thing: because they're people that kind of already are toward the end of life, he doesn't he, get that many. He, he doesn't get that many. That's he like half get, a can of soda. He, he has to like keep snacking over and over yeah. again. And what if further? What if further? That that retirement home happened to be home of the real Elvis Presley. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. You who is really say so, fam. Who is alive and well, living in that retirement community, Aww. along with a man. Who believes, who may or may not be, JFK, alive and well. So, <laughs> this Bubba Hotep, the movie was the, it's the most. I'm going to have to see this You're going to have to see, it's the most bizarre, absurd, Th- But this fun is, this sounds thing. like a fun, like, Saturday night popcorn it, play. It, it is. And so, this comic book is just, which which you can find now, it's available on Comixology in your local comic book store for about three ninety nine. Is this great mashup of these two characters? You've got Ash Williams, who so then Bubba Hotep's obviously the evil. Bubba Hotep is the the, the mummy. Villain. He's yeah. he's the he's the mummy, and so he's oh he, poor Arnold Vosloo. He's kind of coined, yeah, the Bubba Hotep by by Elvis, and the also oh, uh, what do we got? Some he's some kind of some kind of Bubba Bubba Hotep. I I say there that uh, I I would like some Jello pudding. Ex- you have an old JFK and an old Elvis Presley. Oh, that's great. Uh, going up against. Uh, a, a mummy stalking uh, the retirement home. I think you're really gonna. Lo- In fact, you I know think you're particularly. I, I actually just took it. I just downloaded it. I have to read. This I think thing. you're particularly gonna love the movie because it's gonna strike a little bit of. It's gonna pull on your heartstring a little bit because there is one of the members who lives in the retirement community mm-hmm. believes himself also to be the Lone Ranger. Oh. Yeah, I, and I know the Lone Ranger has Clayton a very Moore. has a oh, very special. Place in your heart. Yeah. I, did you know? I'm sorry to go off topic. But sorry. Did, did you know? We've already gone there. So that Clayton Moore, for years, was in a legal litigation with Paramount Pictures. 
Over what? They would not allow him, when he would do public appearances, they would not allow him to wear his costume, his mask, anything resembling the Lone Ranger. Huh. And when my father met him. Right. And I think it was 1975. That's that picture that I have of my dad in the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clayton Moore is wearing his mask because he just won his civil case. So why would oh they didn't want him to make any money off, off of as the, the Lone Ranger? They owned the the, the intellectual property. Correct. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. Interesting. Isn't that neat? So so, so I think yeah, so I think anyway. for that reason that oh. that mo- you got to check out the movie. But the, yeah, so I'm the comic, have to watch it now. So, so the comic book is it's basically Ash. He he hears kind of uh, from newspaper articles and rumor and innuendo that uh, Elvis, innuendo, huh? innuendo yeah, well, um, that Elvis is uh, coming to the house. He's alive. He's he's alive. So Ash is he's he's headed out to Texas. He's looking for this is the for, greatest thing ever El- in search of Elvis Presley. And of course they they run amok of the of the mummy the the the, the mummy Boba Hotep. He he comes back. Huh. This this book is. <clears throat> It is it is mindless fun. It's just, I love it's, it's that. It's mindless fun. You're you're just smashing together two two properties. You know how I feel about a crossover. It, it it's just a great and these you could really believe that these two characters could exist in the same universe. Mm. Um, now, if you read the book, you're gonna be, it, it helps to watch the movie right. before you read the book, but you don't have to necessarily because okay. they give you a little bit of backstory. But something that might confuse you is. They uh, other characters will sometimes refer to Elvis as Sebastian Half. And that's his okay. name. That's the name he's using. I bet. Well, the the story. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it for you. Why they call him Sebastian Half? I'm gonna let you watch this. I'm really willing to overlook the book's weak points, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how much fun it is just seeing these two absurd characters together. I love that. Um, Duval. So the writers are the writer is uh, Scott Duval and the artist is Vincenzo Ferradici. Uh, and I, <laughs> I have to say it really fast, otherwise I, I, I can't yeah. get it right. Um, and Duvall's writing on the characters is just very faithful to the source material, and it, it's got nice little subtle callbacks to both movies. Um, there's a part in the book where Ash has to – he's looking for Elvis, and he has to use a, a password to get into the place where Elvis is supposed to be. And uh, and ha- the person who's giving him the password, Ash is like, look uh, – I got kind of a thing with remembering words. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you'll have little moments like that in the book, which are nice. So Can you write it down for me, please? Yeah. Especially if you're a fan of either of these series, I think you're going to enjoy this book. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on the artwork. Uh, I, I didn't care really for the way that Federici draws Ash. Uh, it's weird. I didn't care for how he looks like Ash. I didn't think it really resembled Bruce Campbell. But right. I did like how he draws Elvis, which is so weird because... Both characters are were portrayed by Bruce Campbell. So wait, so Bruce Campbell was Bubba Hotep? No, no, no. Bubba Hotep is the name of the mummy. Right. Uh, Elvis. Right. Was played by Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's fine. So Bruce Campbell. Oh, and he and he does a. Gr- I mean, it's it's just very exaggerated, over yeah. the top Elvis. But it's it's just weird for me that I really like how Federici drew Elvis, but couldn't seem to get Ash right, and they're both base. They're both played by the same actor. Maybe he was just a big Elvis fan. Maybe I, I I'm not sure, but it, it, like I said, I'm willing to overlook it just because the book's so much fun. I'm not sure why, and maybe this doesn't belong as a criticism, but it felt too short. Like, I, it, yeah, but it, this like, isn't the full story, I, though, right? It, it's not. It's it, no. It's it's just issue one, and it, I counted. It's 22 pages, which is the average length right. of most comic books. So maybe I just was having so much fun reading right, it that I didn't. More. I didn't want it to end. Okay. So I guess that's probably a pro. That's a good of thing. It. 
Um, and and just to share a favorite moment from it, I I don't think I've ever I enjoyed seeing the phrase. I will soon enjoy shitting out your puny mortal soul expressed in hieroglyphics because that's one of the the things huh. about the uh, if you watch Baba Hotep, the mummy can speak, but he speaks of course in ancient Egyptian, but the subtitles are all in hieroglyphics. So you. In the comic book, they translated that as Wait, well. Wait, so you never know what he's saying? The, no, no, they put they put the translations in English below. So they have the subtitles, oh, and then they funny. have subtitles for the subtitles because he's got like little hieroglyphic poo, and and it, it was just it's great. It's that's so, awesome. So overall, yeah, Army of Darkness and Bubba Hotep um, uh, number so one this, is just it's absurdist fun. So this sounds like something that you were going to continue. You want to read the whole story? I, I want to read the whole story. Yeah, it's it, it's they, they've hooked me. So that's it's awesome. good. Um, you want to jump over to yeah, something you're reading so and we'll, we'll ping, kind of ping pong? Kind of bringing back uh, my childhood. Um, oh, I, we're not bringing sexy back? Well, I already have. You brought sexy back? I brought it back, and then I returned it. Russia did not bring sexy back. Sexy was never authorized to leave. In Russia, sexy finds you. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I have been reading the uh, continuation of G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. So this is not the movies. This is like straight out of the cartoon. Is this uh, IDW? Uh, this is, yes, it's the IDW series. Okay. Um, they put out some good stuff. They they really do, and it's really close to the the cartoon. Except people actually get shot in this one. You know, like these laser beams don't just go everywhere. Like people actually get hit. So, so in that respect, it's nothing like the cartoon. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It is it is a lot like it, except they've made it more real. That's, okay. that's really all it is. <laughs> However, they'll say someone's hit, but you never see blood. Okay. Okay. All right. So like, so it's like a PG thirteen. Yeah. So basically, what's happening in in this series is, um, Darklon. He is the he was a Cobra scientist. He's kind of moved out on his own, kind of a thing. Okay. He has a uh, remote trigger for a nuclear weapon. Basically, he could be on the opposite end of the Earth. Would you tell me his name again? Darklon. Darklon. Yeah. D A R K L O N. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to look him go, up while we're ahead, talking. Go ahead and look I'm him up. see a picture of him. Um, he looks like he's got this big, like, weird gas mask over his face and whatever. Well, anyway, uh, he has this, basically, remote trigger for, like, the world's most deadliest nuclear weapon, you know. And um, he is trying to sell it to a third-world dictator, and it's up to the Joes to be able to stop him. And it, there are so many twists and turns and where they're going and stuff like that. Um, it's he's really cool. He looks like an evil scuba diver. Yeah, he's a, he's an action figure. I mean, he's a walk and talk and action. Huh. Figure. Um, but I loved the series. I mean, it just you you go through everything, and at one who, point, who, who are the main Joes that that you're following? Well, that's the thing. We get pretty much everybody. Okay, so like to be able to get away actually creates these robot ninjas, and he has the robot ninjas go out. So they actually kill uh. And Arashikagi ninja. So therefore, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Jinx, all of them band together to go after him because they've killed like is one that, of their is, brethren. Is that like their clan? Yeah, is that's that the their, clan that's they've, their they've clan. to? So they all go after him. We get Duke. Um, Duke is in it. Scarlet's in it. Lady J's in it. Hawk, Falcon, uh, Stalker. You get Rock and Roll. You get Beachhead. You get. I mean, literally. Uh, what, so this was actually one of the things that I, I, was, I was saying. Um, they were going over the third world country in uh, a helicopter, of course, being flown by Wild Bill. And 
they get shot and wild bill actually gets hit and they're having trouble with the helicopter and their uh medic lifeline is actually on the the helicopter and he's like he's hit i'm trying to stabilize him you need to take control so you actually see him and then uh they go through and they're they're down in the bottom and they're fighting off all these people and they were like okay well we've got to figure out a plan what we're going to do these guys are coming and i don't think i don't know if wild bill can shoot and or walk and you see like one of the uh uh cobra soldiers one of the coming up after him and all of a sudden you see like smoke coming out of the back of the guy's head and he drops to the ground you see wild bill holding his pistol he goes well that solves one of your questions <laughs> you know i mean it it it, it is it it seems like to me this comic book has grown up like I have. Well, it's, it's kind of like um, like with a lot of the 80s properties now, too, like with Transformers, right, right. and they're doing some cool stuff that, with them. That they, that, like I said, for me, we did this during the 80s trying to help you to understand and do the right thing, but now, now that you're an adult, you can understand these things. So therefore, this is what we're going to do, you know? And I was like, oh, this is really We're going to cool. kill some fools. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, man, are they. But it's, it's really good, man. So... You got a, a writer or an yeah, yeah. artist so, on that? Who's, who's uh, the writer? It was written by uh, Larry Hama. Okay. Um, hold on one second. I'm I not familiar with him, but okay. Okay, give, give me just a second, and I will. Is, is it, uh, do you like the artwork? I do. I do. So Larry Hama, he's written uh, Age of Apocalypse. He, he wrote in Avengers. He wrote, uh, he's, wrote, he's written some Batman comics. He's written uh, Star Wars, Call of Duty, Elektra. I mean... Nice. Um, no, no respect to uh, disrespect to you, Mister uh, Mister Hama, for my ignorance. I just uh, don't know uh, you. Yeah, I just I just don't know you. It's I just don't know. I'm you. sure you're very talented, and you've written a hell of a lot more well, comic books than I have. You haven't been on this show yet, so yes. you know, just saying. Uh, so the art's been by uh, Gary Erks, uh, Erskine, uh, S. L. Gallant, and Ron Wagner. So. Is this a trade paperback that you're reading? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the ones that I'm, I'm reading. But well, um, um, do you have the do you have the name of the the trade? It's, it's literally just called G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Oh, that's, okay. that's that's all the title that they've kept it at. Cool. Um, but I'll, I'll show you some of the art. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I said, I think it's like really, really, really well done. It looks almost like the cartoon. It's not realized, you know, but it's still kind of cartoon pop kind of huh. thing. So you should put up a, a page of this. Uh, we we'll probably find it on uh, floating around on Google to put yeah. up on our on yeah, our so. page. This is where the magic of podcast land really fails us. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, eventually, um, that's something I'm going to be looking into, so that way we can have people there while we're uh, talking. But anyway, uh, but that that's like li- like live casting. Yeah, like live yeah. streaming. We'll, we'll see that's what cool. we can do with that. Coming soon. Yeah, hopefully. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where my heart's been. Nice. Um, Kind of been been stuck on that. I've you know every time you mention GI Joe, and I have to mention, I, I I have suddenly think of. Did you ever see the Funny or Die video, the Ballad of GI Joe? Yes. <laughs> yes. And Scarlet lays awake and wonders, <laughs> Will Duke still love me when I'm old? No. <laughs> um, and then I reread uh, Green Lantern's Brightest Day. Uh y- yes, yes, I yeah. remember that. Uh, liked it. I I liked Blackest Night better, but right. yes, I liked, liked the it. continuation. I thought it was a very interesting story. How you find out that every lantern has an entity for the colors, and like Parallax yeah. is the entity yeah. for the yellow lanterns, and like these beasts get out, and there is a guardian who uh, is basically he was shunned. He was kind of 
you know, they were like, nope, this guy's too nuts. You got to go. And I shun you. Yeah, you are shunned. Pretty much. And then he's, Wait, unshunned. Give me my keys. He's coming back. Shunning resumes. So but then all the lanterns have to work together. And, um, and, and you see, like, what is capable of the rings and what they're able to do. And, like, um, in one of the episodes – or one of the episodes. I, I thought the uh, – what did you think about – because if I'm remembering it right, kind of the protagonist of that story was Dead Man? No. You're – uh, oh, I might be getting this wrong. It, so, brightest day? Yes. So, who's the who's the protagonist of this? Maybe I'm I'm I could be remembering so it wrong. That is going to be, um, Krona. That's the the guardian who is uh, uh, been shunned for him to come. You know, they they. Uh, oh yeah, and and Krona has been uh, a figure that's that's been he's been used in in frequent oh, yeah. DC uh, events. Even as even the uh, the Marvel DC the uh, JLA Avengers crossover right. from a few years back. Krona was was sort of the uh, the catalyst for all of those things. So really, brightest day and and Dead Man wasn't the uh, the protagonist. I, I I'm. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but anyway, yeah. Sure. So, but it, like I said, it's really fantastic. Like you can see that, like at one time they have all six of the rings, and they're like, "Hey, look, we've got to, you know, we have to do this or whatever we have to do," and they put on two rings each, and so like half of their suit is one color, half of their suit is another color, and um, they really have to, you know. Uh, believe you know to get these these powers to work and um i was gonna tell you too that another really good story if if you like if you like that of course is uh war of the green lanterns yes that's another really have you read that one yes okay you know but funny enough i think one of my favorite parts but also one of the i want to say worst parts is uh, Tales of the, Gred, uh, the the Red Lantern Corps. It's okay, a, it's about Dexter. Okay, do you know who Dexter is? Yeah, uh, yeah, he wants Dee Dee to get out of his laboratory. No, and no, no, no. that's Dexter. Oh, 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 uh, kills. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, the guy that uh, serial killer that kills other serial killers. No, that's Dexter, different one. Okay, that that the little Dexter grew up to be the big Dexter, but no, this oh. one, Dexter. Oh, okay, he's a cat. He's the evil uh, Red Lantern I, cat. I have him as an action figure. That's his name. Okay. His name is Dexter. Ah, but you okay. actually find out why. See? Look how cute he was. Well, no, he's a cat, and all cats are evil. I don't need an explanation. No, no. He was a really, really cute cat, and his, his owner loved him, and he was with his owner all the time, and what happened was somebody broke into the house, and... He attacks, the, tries to attack the the assailant, and he kills his own. This this person kills his owner, and he's trying to you know trying to cope with it. And like he comes up to the police officers, and they just kick him, you know, like get this damn cat away from here. We don't have a reason for it to be here, and he becomes very shunned. And you are shunned. Well, then these kids go and pick him up, and they throw him in a sack, and they're gonna throw him in the river to kill him, and like. Nobody cares about him. Nobody wants him around. Nobody mm. wants him, and he's got nothing but rage. So then when he f he's falling into the river, and then all of a sudden he hears, Dexter of Earth, you have great rage in your heart. <laughs> and, you know, and then it says, you belong to the Red Lantern Corps. And then that's how it, how it actually began. And it's actually really, <laughs> but it's really <laughs> sad, dude. How sad? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a sick person. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please carry on. That's terrible. <laughs> you tortured you tortured animals as a kid. I in no way, shape, or form endorse the harming of any animal, but I will go on record in saying that all cats are evil. I, okay. okay, I agree with that. All but right. the thing is, is you know, this one was looking for love, and 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 in all the, the wrong only, places. Well, the only thing that loved him <laughs> dies, and then you know he tries to he's trying to understand, and then that's terrible, man. Absolutely it, it, terrible. It, it is. It's, it's just and and so. Uh, I break my heart. Vague, I vaguely remember this story. So when he gets the red lantern ring, does he begin taking vengeance? Yeah, on he the... goes back and kills the kids who tried to throw him in a do, sack. Do, does he seriously do yeah. that? Are you joking? Oh no, my I swear god! god. Oh, okay, <laughs> you little bastards. Well, when you look like that, <laughs> you little bastards. I'll teach you to put well, me in a sack. Here's the, sa- here's the sad part. So the part about his owner getting killed and well, him he's getting sleeping and he's dreaming about his owner. He says, you make my life better, you silly cat. I know if you could tell me something, uh, you'd tell me the same thing. And it says, I'll find the one who hurt you. It says, I find the one who hurt you. I kill. I good kitty. Ah. All right. All right. Take that. You have swayed me, sir. Take, but yeah. You have have melted this old fool's heart. (laughs) All right. So what else have you been reading, man? Um, So... Uh, really interesting. So this is this is uh, put out by Dark Horse Comics, Ooh. and it is so you know how when you know movies go through different stages of development, and sometimes you'll have uh, an early concept for a movie, and you could have a whole screenplay, something written, completely different than what the movie th- actually was. Than what the was. finished product is. Yeah. Well, Dark Horse uh, got a copy of one of the early screenplays for Alien Three, so this yeah. was going to be the follow up. For to to aliens, and well, you, you say ugh because I'm assuming you you didn't did you not like Alien Three? The only thing I liked, well, my favorite character gets ripped to shit in that one. Oh, H- uh, Hicks Bishop. Oh, Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's for you. Yes, this comic is for you because uh, they took the the unproduced screenplay. Damn right, it is for me. And they've turned it into a comic book. Mm. So this is a complete reimagining of the the sequel to to aliens so uh it, they take it in a completely different direction so you have hmm. you have the introduction of of all new characters but then you have the return of some of the, see one of my biggest gripes with alien 3 i'm i'm, I'm with you yeah I, I didn't like that they spoiler alert of course it it is also like what? a 30 year old yeah, movie I was so say. well you never know um that they killed off hicks Newt yeah. and basically Bishop. They yeah. they killed off everyone th- the, from from aliens. So that was one of my my big objections. Uh, they're alive. They're they're oh. they're alive. Not only are they alive, are Chris, they in an old folks home? They're not in an old folks home. Okay, <laughs> being stalked by a mummy. No, <laughs> different story. Okay, um, they're they're not only alive. They are for the most part part of the central ca- cast oh. of this story. Ripley is actually sidelined. Uh, during the story, so Ripley is not really a, a, a main character. What about her cat? In well, she didn't bring Jones along, right? Okay, but who cares about that cat because he's evil? Um, Apparently, she did because half the movie was her trying to save the damn cat. Exactly, and how many people got killed because she was trying to save that that evil? I'm trying to watch my swearing because I'm a dad now, so I have to like be careful. Because okay, you're on a podcast. I know I'm on a podcast, but if I get loose with with, with like if I say. 
all that all that stuff. Woo, Here, buddy. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that just See, fell out now, of there. I know exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't say I can't be that used to saying it because then I'm gonna let it slip at home. And then I'm gonna get notes from daycare about uh you know, your your son. Well he already he already is kinda like, you know, he's he's a broski already. Yeah, I know. So I'm just trying to keep yeah. it to a minimum. But okay. So anyway, um so this so in this this story it it follows the events of of aliens we're we're following the um you know the the sulaco uh as it uh basically enters um you know it enters this sp- airspace Ooh. of the i'm not doing it justice but i i will just say this you go on a I'm new ad- read it. yeah you go on a new adventure with them it is is actually i've read actually more than just issue would 1 you, would it, you have rather have seen this as the movie I think I need to see the conclusion of it. Uh, I didn't totally hate Alien Three, but uh, but you didn't like it. I, I no no. It's not that I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Okay. Uh, this so this story it definitely takes the the genre in a different direction. One of the things that I like about this imagining of Alien Three. Uh, so if Aliens Two was a Vietnam metaphor, okay? Right, right. Uh, then Alien 3, as they've imagined it here, is a Cold War metaphor. Oh, nice, okay. So you, Spies. You have, these, you have these two factions. You have the Earth, basically, and the company, which is kind of like represents capitalism. And then you have this, this new group of people. Aliens. Um, no, no, it's, it, they call themselves uh, the, I, I think it's the... United uh, People's Coalition or, or something like that. Mm. They, they basically rep- represent communism. And the aliens in this story are, are a metaphor. No. They're, <laughs> well, I, I guess, maybe. But they're a metaphor for nuclear weapons. So in oh. every aliens movie, what does the company always want? To get rid of them? No. Mm. No, no. Have you watched the aliens movies? Of course I have. In the, in, in the, uh, in the movie, they, they always want to bring back a sample oh, that's right. of the, the aliens because they want to use the alien as a weapon. Right. So the Sulaco drifts into the airspace of this of, of the UPC. I'm 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 getting it wrong, but the uh, drifts into the airspace of basically the company's counterpart. They uh, check out the Sulaco. They get some data, some information about the alien, and they kind of basically figure out that the company wants to use this as a weapon. And so they're saying, wait a minute, if the company wants to use this as a weapon, they might use this weapon on us. We need to develop our own aliens. So it's it's kind of it's huh. interesting, whereas I feel that the, the Alien 3, David Finch's How It Was Imagined, was not really... There was no subtext there. It, it was not really trying to be a metaphor for, for anything. anything. Um, so I like, I, I like this better be, because of that. Um, I love that... The as I said, the characters who got killed off right, uh, they're are, alive. are they're, they're alive and they're the, they're the protagonists. Um, the the pacing may be a problem for some people. Is it slow? It's it's slow, but for me, I, I person- is it arduous? That's all I ask. I I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't mind slow, but I, if it's like smashing your head against the wall trying to read this stuff, it ain't worth no, it. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I I enjoy it because it, it's uh, you know, well, my quote I I liked it. Yeah, Not yeah. everybody liked it. I liked it. Um, I like it when a writer takes his time building up on a on a premise. You gotta take your time. Um, yeah, 
and so it, I'm hopeful that the tension is gonna is gonna build up, you know, to when okay. you know all all hell breaks loose, and and it does. When I wrote this this review, I had only read issue one. I mean, all oh, nice. all hell breaks, all hell definitely breaks loose. Something else that's kind of cool, and I'm I'm not gonna give this away because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it. Um, there are some new concepts that are added to the mythology. Of Please aliens. tell me that they turn it into the action figures like they did in the nineties. They no, they don't. Do you remember into, those? What do you mean? They had different aliens. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, they yeah, had yeah. The, the bull the, alien the and the a snake, snake alien, alien and, and a mantis alien and a. And you know what NECA's doing? Have you seen what NECA's been no. doing? NECA's been Im- reimagining those oh, action my God. figures. So yeah, go look on Big Bad Toy Story. I used to. I had two aliens. I had a bull alien, and I had the snake alien. And I will tell you what, those were my favorite toys growing up as a kid. Well, I- if you like them, yeah. you really should go on Big Bad Toy Store because uh, they have done a wonderful job uh, upgrading those. Yeah. So they have a snake alien. They have a mantis alien. Right. I don't think they have the bull alien, we'll but they look. do have the gorilla alien. Um, but no. So anyway, I'm sorry. No, I'm they, sorry don't, they don't do that. Oh. Um, but you can tell. So it's interesting. When you watch this story and you see kind of the new concepts they've added to the mythology, you got to wonder – if like um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my God! Dur- Dur- no, d- yeah, yeah, Ridley Scott. There you go, Ridley Scott. If in when he was imagining Prometheus, right? If he borrowed some of these concepts, oh maybe. From I mean, it is er- his from this early draft. Well, no, this this wasn't this wasn't his. This was written by somebody else. Well, you know what? Oh, by the way, I, I mean, I sh- duh, I, sh- I should mention. So the this is based on a screenplay. That was written by. Yeah, you said it was a screenplay, but he didn't tell me about it. I didn't, who I didn't so tell I you like, who it was written by. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. By William Gibson. So he wrote the screenplay, and then w- when I tell you the name of the guy that's adapting it, he's adapting the screenplay to comic book form. This is the best name. Okay, I'm thinking of if I ever have to change my name when I enter into the witness protection program, yeah. I'm changing my name to this. All right. His name, the the, the uh, he's a writer and artist who's doing the ad- adaptation, Johnny Christmas. He's an expendable. He he is he is an expendable. He's yeah, a, he's an expendable. He's an expendable. Johnny. So Johnny Christmas, uh, writer writer and artist, is adapting the script and doing the artwork, and then uh, Tamra Bon Bonvillain is doing the what? the color art. Tamra Bonvillain. I oh my Come yeah, on, I didn't guy. even think about that. Yeah, Come that's her name, on. Tamra Bonvillain. These are fake names. I swear to God, that's fake what they say. Names. Now they may be fake names, but that's what the names that they What's put your in name? comics. Also. Tamra, Tamra, what? Bond villain. Bond villain. I know that's that's great, right? Really? Um, oh, is Christmas coming early? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Christmas only came once a year. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's it's good. I like it. The artwork is uh, uh is kind of hit and miss for me. Uh, I think Christmas's de- depiction of Bishop, for example, right. is spot on. Uh, it when you look at it, uh, it looks like Lance Henriksen. I love. Um. It, but his Hicks and Ripley don't quite do it for me. They they kind of does it look like Sigourney Weaver? It doesn't really look like Sigourney Weaver. Not in the same way. His, I'll just say his Lance Henriksen, his Bishop is much better. Okay, and his Hicks too just didn't. It it looks off. I don't model like the way her nose me. looks in real life. I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So right. um, so yeah. So, so good. I mean, that, that's what I've been reading. Um, I read. I'll, I'll go through this really quickly because I I, I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed with this. I read Spider Geddon. Oh yeah, I saw it. And you know, it you kind of get what you pay for, sort of. I mean, when you read a massive crossover like that, so so basically, cash grab. It, yeah, it, it's the sequel to uh, Edge of the Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, so you have 
the, the premise is that you have these uh, monsters called the Inheritors, and they feed off of uh, characters that are super super beings that are totems, specifically right. spider totems. Right. So anyone who spider pigs will be a uh, a spider character uh, is food for these for these creatures. Otto Octavius. Uh, you know, it's funny because Otto Octavius in the comics now has resumed being the superior Spider Man. Again? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't like um, my fat body. Yeah, he he resumed being the superior Spider-Man again. And it's funny when the inheritors fight him, they refer to him as a pretender. So it's like you're not, you know, you're, you're a wannabe. Real. Um, I don't know, Chris. It's just, first of all, the villains are so bland and generic. I, I feel Where like they were, might not be bad. No, no, I mean that, that they're just kind of interchangeable. Like, I can't tell you the names of any of... I can only tell you the names of one of the Inheritors, and the only reason I know his name is because he was the first one that was introduced, Morloon. And he's not even really featured in any the in, in yeah. this story. Uh, th- this did really feel like a cash grab on Marvel's part, because... Uh, so you could read Spider-Geddon, where do you, you... Do you feel like maybe they kind of just phoned it in? I don't think no. I never want to say that anyone's phoning it in because I don't. I don't feel it's like okay. You I can think say that, it. No, I, I don't think. Well, I don't think that they were. I just wasn't. Do you think they were focused maybe on other things? I and just they were like, yeah, let's just put this out there. I just wasn't picking up what they were putting down. I wasn't smelling what they were cooking. Gotcha. Uh, the reason it felt like a cash grab, like I said, is is that so the Spider Geddon focuses on this team of spider people. So not even the the six one six Spider Man fighting a group of inheritors. And meanwhile, if you want to follow. Spider-Man fighting so six one six Spider-Man fighting Morloon. You got to go over to Amazing Spider-Man yeah, to do that. Okay. So it's like I hate these crossovers where I have to read so many different books. Uh, I like when the story continues. You just happen to go and buy other books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if, but it's like to read this, you need to go to this comic book, and I get it because that means you have to go and buy each. There know. were so many. Remember tie-ins. the Batman comics used to do that. Yeah, there were just so many tie-ins. It did feel a bit like a cash grab. The vi- there's nothing really distinct about any of the villains. They're, so they're if just action figures were put out, would you buy them? No, not really. Okay. I mean, I, I might buy I might buy this. I might buy this. I, I would buy a Morloon figure. Just be- to have it. Just to have that figure. Okay. Because he was, at the time when he was created by Straczynski, there was something unique about him. Right. That he was this energy vampire that fed off of spider totems. But what Edge of the Spider-Verse and, and Spider-Geddon do is basically they just take him and multiply them by five and say, oh, you like Morloon? Well, here's Morloon as an old man, and here's Morloon as a, a girl, as a dominatrix, and here's Morloon as a this and a that. You notice and how I said girl and you said dominatrix. No, well, I say dominatrix because she's the the one that they have, she, like, carries a whip, and she's, like, you know, wearing the... I know, the, but I just the, said woman, and then you're like, oh, I have, and that's her profession. I, I have issues. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know, I didn't care for it. You might like it. It, it wasn't my thing. Uh, one one mention to it though. You remember? Uh, I don't know if you remember. One of the spider books that I've enjoyed reading has been "Renew Your Vows." Oh, of course, because that solves your problem. That that it, got it, rid of the one thing in this world that you hate. It it, it did. And unfortunately, Chris, that book came to an end. And oh, and, and, and and the writing was on the wall because sales were down. Oh from it. no! Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah. Did it? Did it not happen? Are they done? Well, they're leaving it open because the the character. So the Annie. Who is the the daughter, the daughter of of Peter and Mary Jane? Spider kid, Spiderling. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, a terrible that's, name. That's right. That it's was awful even name. worse. She even. It's funny because even the own character knows how awful her name is, and so like it's a recurring joke, like that she's. I need to get a different name. 
but uh, one of the tie-ins, the only tie-in that I did buy from Spider-Geddon was Sp- Spider-Girls because right. it featured Spider-Ling. It featured Spider-Girl, who is from the 616 continuity. Right. And then it also fe- featured Spider-Girl from the, you remember the, the, the older book, Spider-Girl, which had um, May, May Parker, who was also, she's also the daughter right, of Peter right, and right, Mary right, Jane, right. but from a, a different continuity. Yes. So I bought that, and actually, I enjoyed that tie-in better, better than the actual main event, okay. because it was interesting to me, um, May, so May Parker, her father, the the original um uh the original uh, Sp- Spider-Man was killed right. in the Edge of the Spider-Verse event. So imagine now May is meeting Annie who is basically is she okay? is an uh, Annie are you okay? Th- that's also a recurring joke that they have <laughs> where Peter is frequently asking her Annie are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay Annie? Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Marvel got there first. Um Think about this. You have May, whose father was killed, and then she meets Annie, who is basically kind of a another version of her. Of her and she has her dad. And she has her dad. Yeah. But there's this really tender moment in it that I that really stood out for me. Actually, no, I take that back. They are not alternate versions of each other because in Annie's continuity, May uh, excuse me, Mary Jane had a w- was pregnant once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would have called her May, but she miscarried. Oh. And so now you have this great kind of moment between Annie and May where they, they basically, she's like, I know you're not her, but it's nice to know that if she had lived, she, she would have grown yeah. up to be you. And and that was, that was really, you know, I like when a story can evoke a feeling right, in me, and, right. and that, did, and that did it. I did. I, I wept uh, unapologetically, blubbering. Just for hours afterward. Anyway, so so yeah, uh, pick up Spider Girls. It's a good tie-in uh, if you want to. Spider Geddon though. Spider Geddon. Maybe not. Pass. <laughs> All right, let's do some movie talk. Yeah. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. This episode was badly written. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. A lot, lot of things going on with Man, Netflix. We've got a lot to talk. A lot to talk about, but uh, let's start with Netflix because you got something, I got something. Yeah. So, um, as how's as, that for specificity? Yeah. So, as we know, Netflix has canceled um, all of the Marvel shows. Well, d- damn near, right? Isn't uh, have they really canceled no. all of them? Well, the only ones that are left right now isn't Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, and Punisher because Punisher's going through right now, so everybody can watch it. And then the new season of Jessica Jones, and they're probably going to cancel them. However, um, I have actually seen legal documents, and I can tell you why they've done this. So, per the contract with Disney and Netflix, okay? Yes. Disney is not allowed to reproduce or produce anything with those comic book names for two years after... The canceling. So literally as they did it, cancel, cancel, cancel. So that way the clock starts ticking. Right, right. So that's that's why they're they're doing that. So Disney can't do anything with Daredevil for two years. Correct. That's Damn. that's what it that's what I've read. 
you know, it, it, they're not going to be allowed to. Now, maybe, you know, if they throw enough money at, at Netflix, you know, the problem will go away. And they're like, hey, we're going to put Daredevil. But you know why they're doing this, right? You know why Netflix is, is canceling all, all of Mar- Marvel oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, because they want it all. Well, no, no. no. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to look at it that way, but Mar- Disney's starting their own streaming service. Oh, yeah. So but why are why is Netflix? They're going to be a direct competitor thing. of Netflix. But chances are those shows won't even go on to the ones that Marvel created. They're not even going to go on to the Disney streaming service. No, th- and, th- and that's what I'm saying is that Netflix is reasoning, yeah. why are we going to do something that is going to give revenue to a competitor? Right. So they're just... They're they're nixing the whole thing. I mean, I get it. I'm I was very disappointed. I I don't like that. Can we take a moment just to talk about everybody having their own stream service? And I know that you're you're going to get the DC I streaming get service. The DC service. I, I don't like this. I mean, I I don't I don't. You don't like the idea that you have to go to multiple places to find certain things. No, Do you no. Know what this is right. This is having cable, but having to pay for every single channel. Yes. That's exactly what Yes, that is a brilliant analogy. Yes. This is you wanting cable, but going, okay, well, I can only afford USA, UPN, and Fox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and and that's that's sad, but unfortunately, kind of the way it's turning into because everybody's got it. People are, are, well, they're seeing the Netflix model, and they're seeing that it really worked, and, and so... Yeah. So, but but you so you saw something uh, on I think it was IGN. It, it's in a couple places. Some news about Hulu. Yeah. So uh, some of the articles that have been coming out this week, they're they're Hulu's in talks of uh, buying these properties and uh, streaming them on their channel. So, I mean, who who knows of of where it's going to go. So I, I hope so. I I still have not watched season 3 of of Daredevil. And I'll tell you what, that was awesome. Yeah. I really really liked it. Season 2 of Iron Fist. Not I'm going to pull a you. Okay. But <laughs> there a lot of people gave it a little bit of guff, but I liked it. I really did. And what was kind of nice? Not everybody liked not it. Not everybody liked it, but I liked it. Well, here's the thing too, and people got to realize this too, is the guy who plays Danny Rand. Okay? Yeah. He literally, for the first season, he was given a month and a half training for martial arts. Right. A month and a half. You can't expect him to be able to get anywhere with a month and a half. Okay. But do you you feel like that was the main criticism of the show? That that was part of it. Was was it? That was part of it. Yeah. Um, The story was kind of weak. But the thing was, for me, is like, you know, if you've ever read an Iron Fist comic, Iron Fist is the... Immortal Iron Fist. He is the living weapon. Nobody touches this man. And in the first season, he's getting his ass kicked. Somebody touched him. All the time. <laughs> I mean, it looked like children were hitting him. Show me where you were touched. Pretty much. And it was a constant <laughs> freaking he must have carried the doll around with him. Constant touching. But in the second one, he improves. <laughs> but in the second one, you get more of a feel of the comic book because he actually starts to kind of wearing the mask where he's over mm-hmm. in Kunlun and he actually wears the Iron Fist mask. And, you know... Uh, is it like the uh, the the bandana? Oh, yeah. The, bandana the yellow, yeah. Ah, okay, and, and it's awesome. They pay lo- cool little homages to it, and it looked like he was leaning towards that way to start wearing that. Mm-hmm. Again. So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but like uh, season three of Daredevil is fantastic because mm-hmm. Mother Maggie is in it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who uh, Mother Mother. So oh, it, it, she's the, oh, she's yes. the nun. Yes, she's the nun. Yes. Okay, so if you remember. At the end of Defenders. Right. Do you remember what happened in the building? A building falls on him. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, they dropped a building on that fool. <laughs> well, Matt survived. Remember, because he wakes, he's like, because he has blind people powers. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? He, he didn't see it fall on no, him, <laughs> so it didn't happen. Buzzing. I was gonna say he didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> no, but in, in, if I don't see it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but in the end, in tra- or in the end credits, you see Matt laying in a in a bed, and um, the the nuns are taking care of him. Well, this picks up where that leaves off. <laughs> okay, so Matt is uh, he can't use any of his powers. Mm-hmm. And, and what's kind of terrible is, like, his sinuses are full of blood and ash and soot. Full and of ass? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> because, you know, uh, because of the building falling on him. Right, and, right, right. But, like, he's, he's – how do I put this? He's a normal blind person. He doesn't have his echolocation. Uh, he doesn't have anything. How interesting. Okay. And he ends up because all of I, it. Just mention something real quick because you were talking about Mother Maggie right. and. Can you think of another superhero or another character who's Catholic? So synonymous. Well, I wasn't even just going to say with could, with religion. With religion in yeah. general, that is such a central part of of Matt. I think of, of Matt and and the character of Daredevil that he's motivated by sort of his values as a Catholic. Right. It really makes him distinct as as a character, and now I think that probably didn't come along until Frank Miller right got uh, so, got his yeah. hands on him. Uh, so I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was, I was just no, thinking no, no. about that. But like that goes on, and then there is a FBI agent who's in there. Um, he's actually bi- so we, we have we have actually talked about this. Yes. You thought that the FBI agent might be bullseye, and he is. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Watch it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's already been canceled. So anyway, um, but it's awesome. And Wilson Fisk actually hires him. And it's, I'll tell you what. He's an effective killer. You need to watch it. Okay. You All need right. to watch it. And he doesn't ask, more peanuts. <laughs> more peanuts, please. <laughs> so, um, but that was really good. Cool. And I just watched the uh, newest season of The Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's it's it looks it looks good. It is awesome. I'm not a Punisher fan, but but it looks good. I only have one gripe. One gripe. What's that? So, his best friend. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the first season? No, no, I I haven't watched any of the Punisher. Embarrassing. I know. I'm sorry. So his the first season, um, you find Billy Russo. Billy Russo ends up becoming Billy Russo is Daniel Daniel Larusso's brother. No, Billy Larusso is actually Jigsaw. Uh, so in the end of the first season, wait, da, 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 spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Like you said, you sound like you're not going to watch it. But anyway, I am going to watch there's it. There's like this giant mirror, and Frank just ends up like smashing his face into the mirror, like repeatedly, repeatedly, oh. repeatedly, repeatedly. But here's the thing: you look at the pictures. Like if you watch season two, right? Billy's right. got a couple scars, but he's no jigsaw. Like it's funny because Spider Gen was he, like, he's no jigsaw. So Spider Jen looks at me and she says, "She goes, oh no, I'm really sad." And I'm like, "Why? What happened?" And she goes, "Oh, he's gonna be Jigsaw." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I and she's like, "What did he look like in the comic books?" And I showed her, and you know, and she, uh-huh. he looks like a quilt. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh God, he was really pretty like that." <laughs> so then I showed her a picture of what he looks like in the show, and she hey, goes, "Right." She looks and she goes, "Oh, 
He's still pretty. <laughs> so that's he, an issue for me. If he has a jigsaw, he's more of like one of those puzzles you would give to like a three-year-old. So not a whole lot of yeah, pieces. No. Just one, maybe, you know, three really big pieces. But um, He's preschool j- jigsaw. But it's... I will say though the the season was very well done. It reminded me literally of reading reading a, a Punisher comic. I, I do want to so check it out. I, I do want to check I think it out. You, I think I think you'd actually really enjoy it. Um, well, John Bernenthal is. Uh, oh my I god! Mean, from his work on Daredevil, yeah, I mean he's he's really. And I was kind of on the fence, honestly, when he was announced as as because, the Punisher because of I like Tom. Dead. What? Yeah, I just had a tough time seeing him as that, and I really like Thomas Jane as as the Punisher. Thomas Jane was too little. He was a little fella. And then, really? yeah, he's he was a little fella, and you got to remember, kind of a little fella. Did you, did you read any of the comic book series? <laughs> I've, I've read some Punisher. I, I've, I've never been a big Punisher fan, but I've read okay. some some of his. So you know the Russian, right? The Russian. Oh yeah, the big, uh, the Garth Ennis run. Right. I've read all. Of okay. It. Yes. So you know the Russian. Yes. What was the Russian's nickname for Frank? Do you remember? Big boy. That's it. He's a big dude. The Russian is starting to like you, big boy. You know, and that was the thing. He, right. He's he, that was his nickname, and right. then we get Thomas Jane, and Thomas Jane is, you know, <laughs> he's a little fella. He's just for By the, the way, viewers at home, the listeners at home. Chris held up his pinky. So, funny enough, and this is this. I'm assuming that in no way, shape, or form is a reference to Thomas Jane's genitalia, but rather just his physical. Well, no, build. wasn't he in that show called Hung? He was in that show called Hung, and you never saw his wiener, and you never did see his wiener. No. So anyway. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, actually, case in point that I can tell you, Thomas Jane was a, a smaller fellow. So, a friend of mine actually entered a, cost, uh, a contest and won yes. one of Thomas Jane's Punisher used um, beaters yeah. in the movie. Nice. It was an extra small. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm, uh, I was like, really? And he like holds it up. I look at it, and I'm like. This looks like a kid's shirt. B- big and beefy. So we're back to big and beefy. This looks but like a kid's shirt. This is this is like this is your no. same argument with uh. The, oh no, wait. This kind of goes against your argument this for guy, Dark Knight Returns because yes. you don't like big and beefy. Okay. No, sorry. no, no. That's that. I do. You do like big and beefy. But the thing is, for well, here's the thing. If it depends on the character that you're going to play. Like uh-huh. If you're going to play Daredevil, yeah, be in shape. But you'd rather have an athletic form, lean like like an Olympian, right? Like a gymnast. Well, well the same thing for like if they ever do like a Nightwing movie or something like that. Yeah, Dick Grayson is is going to be in shape, but right. he's an he's an athlete. He right. is an acrobat. He's, right, he's not you know a power lifter. Mm-hmm. So that's just you know. However, Batman, he's going to be a little bit bigger. Right, because that's that's how he is you know he uses brute strength to beat the ever-loving hell out of people mm-hmm. so you know it really depends now now here's the thing for me though see, see a character like that see i don't know a character like say thor okay yes well here's the thing too batman i see i would see him more not you know, too much bulk to get in his way no 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 but enough he's got to have somewhat of power however mm-hmm. superman I don't think you have to make him that that buff and that's the one I, thing i've always liked about him i don't think i agree i love when they make him a little bit slimmer than this big hulking because he he doesn't need to go he to the gym. Have to he be. doesn't have to go to. He's just yeah. He's yeah, just I agree. There, you know. You know, I like how um, I've always liked how, and I, we've really diverted off of of, of Netflix, <laughs> but uh, just I'll, I'll just leave it here that uh, how Alex Ross draws yes. Superman realistic, Re- realistic, not muscles Superman on muscles. Is a is a uh, triangle. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a triangle. He's he's a triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And what I mean by that is is shoulders to hips. Right, it's right. literally bing. No. So anyway, um, but yeah, you, you need to watch the series. It's, okay. it's, it's really good. Um, 
you know. But what have you also been hearing about? So, so on so on Netflix, I have been actually watching the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You wait, you mean Melissa Joan Hart with that little, you know, animated cat? You would think so, but no, not in the, this is. Uh, the only similarities are in name only, and, and it's based off of the Archie comic. And I, I have to tell Did you... Did you know that this was an Archie comic, by the way? I think I knew. And and here's the reason I think I knew. Because I was reading Archie Afterlife, which is that... Right, it's a zombie it's apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse taking place in Riverdale. And Sabrina is a character in that, so I think that's kind of how I knew... I, I would like to start off and say that this is Spider-Gen's probably all-time favorite show off of Netflix. I'm really enjoying this show. I heard, like, the cat is, like, this full-blown demon, and... the f- So, so uh, this is tough, because I don't want to give too much... I, I don't want to give too much away, but... Uh, you So, the first couple episodes, I'm only about four or five episodes in, but they do a really good job of introducing you to this world of witches and familiars. Mm-hmm. You... you, you are you familiar with the concept of familiars? familiars uh, yes. Uh? Um, every every witch has a familiar, and so yes, the familiar is. It's not giving too much away because it's in the first episode that it is a demon in a sense that has taken the form of whatever of, of an animal, yeah, and is basically serves as the witch's sort of uh, minion. M- minion, yeah, and, and and so it's a it's a fantastic reimagining. It has moments that are creepy. Um, it has moments that are uh, uh, kind of funny, but it, it is definitely not a comedy. That's what I heard. It, like, there's a lot of blood in this. No, no, no. This uh, I wish I had a good show that I could compare it to. Charmed. If uh, no, I wouldn't compare it. Buffy. To, it, it's more. If I were to compare it to a show, I would say it is somewhere Penny Dreadful around yeah somewhere between Buffy and Penny Dreadful okay somewhere between Buffy and The Walking Dead because there are moments that are truly disturbing. I mean, you are literally dealing with Satan, you know, uh, the, the the Dark One, the Dark you know Ooh. the Dark Lord. Um, I I really enjoyed it. There's there's an episode I watched yesterday that uh, spoiler spoiler. So if you want to go ahead. Uh, Features Daniel Webster. Are you familiar with the really? character of Daniel Webster? I know the author. There was a movie called The Devil and Daniel Webster, and it's a movie about a man who sells his soul to the devil and then hires an attorney, Daniel Webster, to, to go to argue and, for yes, his soul. Yes. But much like everything has been sort of reimagined in this world to fit more of a grim and serious tone, right? Um, it is. Uh, you know, it, they do the same thing with Daniel Webster. And and let me say one other thing about the show, and I, I'd be interested to have Spider-Gen on the show sometime to discuss it further, but this is sort of my, my take on it. And, of course, I'm speaking as a man, so I, and I can't, you know, I, I, that's the only perspective I have. But I think the show is very much about patriarchies. That it's it's about there's there's a, a parallel going on between what's happening with Sabrina at her school with the principal, and what is happening at uh, with the the society of witches and their relationship to the devil, and I I think the show has a real kind of nice uh, meta narrative about the empowerment of women, how women have been held down by by uh, uh, societal structures, and I, and I would be interested in hearing Spider Gen's take on that. So. Uh, I, I definitely going to bring up Chilling Adventures of Sabrina again awesome. uh, because I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, we oh I do have a little bit of movie news. Yeah, yeah, sure. Ready? 
So, have you heard of a show? It's coming out on Amazon Prime, and it is called Good Omens. No, no. Tell me about that. Okay. So, Good Omens, <laughs> it, it, it is basically an angel, okay? Okay. Who, who walks among Earth and keeps an eye on humans, right? Okay. And there is a demon, right? And they are... Bitter rivals, but they're the only friends that they know. Huh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. They hate each other, but they 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 basically they only have each other to talk right. to. So they go through time, you know, dealing with it. Well, Armageddon is coming. Okay. And the two of them have not Spider Geddon. No, Armageddon is coming, and they have to figure out how to stop this because they like Earth. They like where they're at. They like their job. Okay. They don't want to get fired. Okay. You know? All right. And is this a comedy? Yes, okay. uh, I I will say so. Yes, um, and you found it funny at least. <laughs> oh my god, it it is hilarious. So Michael Sheen is in it. Uh, Michael Sheen is is playing uh, the angel, okay, and David Tennant is the demon. Oh, uh, so you, ha- you got me. You got me right there. And, and it's you got to watch the trailer. I, I it love, is so funny. I love David. David Tennant, Tennant is very. Um, very aloof, very fly-by-night. Like, he's like, oh, come on. We were friends. Stop it. You know, and he's like, I hate you. And he's like, I'm all you have. You know, and and, and then it j- just I going like with it. Well, they just <laughs> named a new cast member. Mm-hmm. So, of course. You, you had me at David Tennant. Right. Go ahead. Well, of course, you have to have God, right? Uh-huh. But you, compared to God, you have to have Satan. Well, okay, they sure, hadn't cast sure. Satan. Now, of course, God and Satan are actually going to be animated. Okay, so oh. in the show, they're actually going to be animated, oh, but people oh, okay. are going to voice them. Okay, okay. And they just released who is playing Satan. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. Ah, uh, Doctor Strange himself. Perfect, so, perfect. Or, or as I like to say, butternut crinkle fries. And <laughs> So, the most British name that has ever existed in so, history, but, Benedict Cumberbatch. But you need to watch this trailer if you it, have it. Where is it? It's, it's, it's on, on Amazon. All right, it's I, I Amazon am, Prime. Yeah, and it it just looks so good because you always see, you know, the angel of course is always in white, and then of right. course, you know, David Tennant is always in black, and um, it's called Good Omens. Good That's Omens. The show. Like here, uh, I'll show you show you one of the pictures. Like, I mean. You can tell oh, that's great. And they go through. Well, funny enough, I was just reading this. Apparently, um, they were going to do a movie mm-hmm. like this in the nineties. This this is an adaptation. I think it's a book adaptation. And um, they were going to do it in the nineties, and they already cast the two people that were going to be in it, but the the financials fell through, so that way they didn't have it. Mm. So the angel was going to be played by Robin Williams. Oh wow! And the demon. Was going to be Johnny Depp, really? Yeah. Oh wow. So it was okay. Be be the two of them. Interesting. To be honest with you, though, I would have switched them. Huh. I would have liked to have seen Robin Williams play a little bit of that. See, I was thinking I would I would like role. to just have Robin Williams play both characters, <laughs> play the angel and the demon. He's on your both shoulders. <laughs> but anyway. This show looks You're gonna great. do good because it's very good. Because it's very important to do good. Oh, to, 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 to. Or then, oh, now I'm really evil. Oh, and then, and that's my Robin Williams, and it's not very good. Okay, sorry, go ahead. That's pretty damn good. Thank you. Um, but it premieres uh, Friday, May 31st. 
There, there's a real, real quick because I, I know we got a bunch of stuff to get through yeah, and know, time is short. But there's uh, the missus and I. Uh, she introduced me to another show on Amazon called Homecoming. Okay. Have you have you heard about it? No. It's a mystery, and I, I recommend it. It's about a uh, so it takes place in two timelines. Okay. So you're it's kind of told through flashback. Is it is and it the lake house? It's about no 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 no. no I mean, it, it, there's no there's no supernatural okay. any kind of elements to it. It's so a group of soldiers who have come back from war, and they are being put into this program that is called Project Homecoming. Okay. And the, is it getting them adjusted to that is life? the that is the pretense. Right. Uh, however, there are strange things are afoot, afoot at the circle at the K. circle K. Yes, there is. Uh, it's got so uh, it, they got Julia Roberts to she's she's, well, she's one of the not leads. Doing much else. Are you kidding me, Julia? Ro- Julia what was freaking the last movie Roberts. You know when the last time I was, I went to a movie. I got a two-year-old. I couldn't tell you. She hasn't been in any movies. But keep going. I, well, it's it's very good. Well, uh, I'm gonna tell you. It's it's a good mystery. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. But I know I know we got to move on. Um, why don't we just go ahead and jump in? Let's do the Ghostbusters. With, uh, real go- quick. Yeah, Ghostbusters. So, a uh, couple couple weeks ago, first it, it's funny how quickly this dropped. First, we get Jason Reitman. 2017. 2017. Wonder. Okay. That was the last movie she was in. All right. Well, I mean, this is really just like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, not she that. isn't in everything like she you used know to why be. She, you know why she wasn't in the other movie? Because she's probably making, because she was making Homecoming. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Um, Ghostbusters. Oh, my God, Ghostbusters. How quickly did that drop? I mean, first we get Jason Reitman saying, all hey, right. I'm thinking about doing it. Now. Then we get a teaser trailer. Who is Jason Let's talk about that. So, so yeah, I mean, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, uh, the the uh, you know the the director of the original Ghostbusters. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not. Ivan has signed on to be a producer. Oh, re- yeah, yeah. So th- you know what? Uh, that makes sense. And and but I think he was a producer also on the uh, the 2016 one. You, you know, to do a produce, uh, get a producing you just credit. Throw money at it. I think you just throw money at it, or it's just kind of. But but here's the or thing. Or if people too. want your name, they throw money at so you. So Jason was actually on set when he filmed the original. He was in Ghostbusters too. Was he? Okay, so do you remember? I know the movie. Yeah. By heart. Okay. Go ahead. Who? All right. Remember the kid who says. You know, my dad says you guys are full of crap. crap. That's him. That's Jason Reitman. Oh, that was, the kid at the birthday he party. He was the obnoxious. He was the obnoxious kid at the birthday party. Oh, uh, the, the, the the yuppie larva. The yuppie larva. But let me let me read off a couple movie titles to you, okay? okay. Jason Reitman has directed Juno. Okay. He has directed uh, uh, Young Adult. Okay. He directed a recent movie, Tully. He has directed. I mean, he, he has uh, directed. He's responsible so, for some really good movies. So, aside from being a having a that, a, that a sort famous of dad, the, ha, have the Hollywood royalty sort of you know being being related to the director of the original, he actually is a quite a competent director. So, I'm I'm excited for this. I mean, he has he has basically said that this movie is going to be a direct sequel. To the original Ghostbusters movies. Well, yeah, and then we just hear this, and then the next thing you know, boom, we have a teaser trailer. Right, right. And in case you guys haven't seen it, you need to go and see it, but I'll, I'll give you it. So paint the word picture, Chris. You see, of course, it's a dark and stormy night out on a farm. But anyway, you're hearing the startup of a proton pack. And you're looking and you're like, what the hell? And you're seeing these green flashes, you know, from the barn. 
and you get closer and you there's get closer. There's a barn, closer, by the way. And the barn opens up and the door opens up and you're seeing this flash and you're seeing something underneath a canvas kind of like in Back to the Future. Right. And all of a sudden, the wind gusts up and it just get enough and you see the Ecto-1. I mean, and right. then it says, like, be prepared for 2020. Right. I mean. I'm excited. And here's the thing. You know what's the best part? Everybody signed on. I now this is the part that I don't think is confirmed. I don't because I thought too. I thought that too. Yeah. But I don't believe they have. I really don't. I don't think they have everyone signed on yet. Who, who isn't going to sign on? Well, listen, Murray. I mean, I think Murray might Rick be a Moranis, holdout. I get it. No, no, but I think Bill Murray might be a, still a holdout for it. He's been one of the longest. I don't get holdouts. it. You know, honestly, because he doesn't have to. I mean, he doesn't. Well, his career great. doesn't need this. That's great, but. I mean, <laughs> he owes us. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're saying? No, but he's gonna be in Zombieland too. Bill Murray, you owe us. You know that, right? Yeah, I heard, I heard about he's that. He's gonna be in Zombieland too, <laughs> but yet, you know, one of the most famous movies that he's known for. He's like, nah, fuck that. He, he, did. I, you know, and I think the reason why, honestly, Chris was, uh, I, from what I've read about it, he had a very bad experience on Ghostbusters two, and he was very unhappy with the finished product. So that might have soured so a lot of people to it. Yeah, see, I liked it. So I, I, I know I like, you did. I, I, I like Ghostbusters. No, I do too. But um, I will. I will say that I am. I'm very excited for this. As are you. Yeah. I'm happy that you know who was the first person, right? Who who was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Ernie Hudson. Well, he's I'll do a, it. I'll do it. He's a true fan. I'll do it. Did you? Fun fact about Ernie Hudson. Did you know that when they were doing the real Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah. That he auditioned for the role of Winston. Before he got it? No, no. This was after the movie had come so out. So he actually auditioned to play himself. And they didn't pick him. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> what kind of idiot By the way, do you have to be? Did you know that if he's at like a con or something, mm -hmm. he is typically in his Ghostbusters really? jumpsuit? Yeah. Hey, I bet you he's just a Fun. really nice guy. Fun. I'll show you. you I bet you he it. is just a really nice guy. Now, I mean, granted, for the cartoon they went with Arsenio Hall, but I don't know how you pass on the actual, actual guy on the actual Winston for the for the movie. That just has to go down as kind of a boneheaded move. Um, this when they announced that they were doing the the 2016 Ghostbusters, which I I have seen now finally. Um, this was kind of the direction I was hoping that they were going to go. Um, Aww, How cool is that? Look at that. And that's Ernie Hudson being interviewed at one of the cons, and he's wearing his See, I Winston. bet you he is just a really sweet guy. Well, because he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I want to do this. I'm in. I'm in. I got to meet him. So do I. I, I got to meet him. He, he seems like he is just genuinely okay. a nice dude. Something kind of off the tracks, but but I, I needed I need I need to say this I need I need to get it off my chest because I I'm going to spend money. This is a safe space, and Chris. It, Unburden yourself. Hold on one second. Um. I'm I'm very excited. They listed people who are going to be at MegaCon this year. Right. Okay. MegaCon or, or in Orlando? In Orlando. They talked about MegaCon this year. Uh, first, the big one. Remember how w the one year they did the 1966 Batman series? Like, Adam West was there. Bur you know, right. And they made right. it a big thing. Right. This year, the big one yeah. is yeah, Back yeah. to the Future. I've heard, yeah. So, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Christopher Glover is going to be I mean, everybody is going to be there. Everybody. However... Always for me, it's oh, typical of me, the offshoot. Like, they said somebody, and I'm like, that's my guy. I always pick one, and uh -huh. I'm like, that's who I'm going to meet. Guess who's going to be there? You, you want to meet Goldie Wilson the third? Well, who doesn't? No. <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with Back to the Future. Oh, oh okay. All right. 
Because because typically everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna go see everybody from Back to the Future, and me and I'm like, I'm gonna go see that guy. Oh, okay. No, no. I, you wanna know who's gonna be there? Y- who's gonna be there? Peter Weller's. Oh, R- Robocop. Robocop is oh, going to be there. I right. I, I want to meet Robocop. All right, man. So I, I I have a feeling that that is typically going to be my and that's that's funny enough. Do you always pick one? Do you like I always I always normally pick one. Who would you meet last time? Was it Stanley? Uh, that no, that was um, Kevin Conroy. Ah, that was Kevin Conroy. That was that was like th- one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in sure, my life meeting sure. him. But like it was funny because that year. It was kind of like a Batman fest, and Adam West was actually going to be there. And I'm like, oh, my God. I actually bought a comic book to have Adam West go and sign. I was going to have him and Burt Ward to, sign them. You had to choose between and, West and Conroy. And I walked through, and I went to Kevin Conroy's um, <clears throat> panel. Right. And it was so interesting. And I found him just so animated and, and how much he loves his job and how much yeah. he loves his fans. And I was like, yeah. that guy gets my money. Yeah. That guy right there. And that was kind of my thing. The year before – I was walking through, and I'm like, yeah, all right, well, yeah, I kind of want to meet this guy. Well, you know, I was actually talking about meeting Norman Reedus because I'm a big Boondock Saints fan. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear it in the background. All of a sudden, I hear, what's going on, brothers? Like that. And I look, and larger than life, there is Hulk Hogan. And I remember looking at Hawkeye and Black Widow, and I look at them, and I go, there goes my money. <laughs> like I, I just like, gonna, and, and it was right before my birthday, and I can say Hulk Hogan wished me a happy birthday. My money is gonna go support the wheels of Hulkamania. It, it goddamn right it did. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know, I do everything. I do it for my birthday every year. I try to do something new or meet somebody new. And he looks at me and he goes, "Well, happy birthday, brother!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, he knows who I am." You know, and then he looks at me and he goes, "Well, we're gonna take a picture, right?" And I'm like, well, "Well, yeah." And he goes. We gotta put him up. So there is a picture of him <laughs> flexing. He is much bigger than I am, but he, still, he is. Yeah, he's a monster of a man. Mo- you know what's crazy? Something that I, I found out later on in life um, from all his back surgeries and everything that he had. He was six foot eight when he started. Mm-hmm. He's probably six foot four now. Wow! Because wow. of of his discs all being fused together and everything like that, it made him. Shrunk. Pretty soon, he's just going to be like blonde hair and just <laughs> and wrestling boots. You mean, and you mean having the lampshade haircut? Exa- he likes to call it. That's exa- what he calls oh, it. Oh, is that what he calls he it? He calls it having the lampshade. He's just going to. He's just going to have that. So anyway, anyway, so this new Ghostbusters, I'm I'm super stoked, man. I am yeah. super stoked. I think it's going to be fun. Cautiously optimistic, you know. I'm cautious. Uh, they got a director there was on a board. Little bit of saw. backlash that was kind of you know. That whole 2016 Ghostbusters was really so controversial. I think because you had the the perfect storm of you had there was there was definitely part of the the feminist movement involved. You had the are you familiar with what incels are? Do you know what those those are? Why don't we talk about like All right. let's let's we talk about how we, people we, don't know. We won't get too heavy into it, but incels are pe- basically people that identify as uh, involuntarily celibate. So they're they're basically th- this group of very angry dudes that they're plants. They're they're not able to. Well, no, no, they, they're they're just they they have difficulty uh, finding sexual partners, and so they're they have just a lot of anger just toward the world and themselves in general. And that, that's that's like the best synopsis I can come up with. So you had this confluence of. The feminist movement, incels, uh, traditional fans of Ghostbusters, and they were just all on this horrible collision course that made, for some reason, 2016 Ghostbusters the most controversial movie ever. And we're still seeing repercussions of it now from the the backlash. So basically, when this trailer came out, 
And now, now here's the thing, okay? Listen, you tried. It didn't work out. We get it. It doesn't make you a bad artist. It doesn't make, you know, it just it just didn't work. You know, that's like saying, you know, oh, well, I tried, you know, if someone's heart is terrible and the surgeon goes in and attempts to fix it and does everything in their power to make it better and it doesn't work. Right. That's the heart. That's not the surgeon. You know, I mean, they're not miracle workers. It's kind of the same thing. But I, I have it on good authority that the surgeon was drinking. Oh, the surgeon. Well, I, I hope so. Let me tell you, if you're going to cut into me, you better be drinking, pal. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So there was a little bit of backlash, but it was only one actress of, it. you know, I just, I, I, I get it. I understand you're upset, but Leslie Jones, like, just went off. And she's mad. She was really, really mad. I, I, I read what she wrote. She's mad. Here, I'm actually, we're going we're gonna to talk about we're it. Gonna, we're going to talk about it. Hold on. Um, there's going to be words. Yeah, there's going to be words coming. But um, let, let me just say, just as, as, of the two of us, um, I, I have seen uh, the 2016 I, I told you, Ghostbusters. It, just, it did not look good to me, so I didn't want to see it. I, I, I watched it, uh, and I, I did not think it was a horrible movie. Uh, I did not think it was a good movie either. It was kind of meh for me. Uh, I don't think that was... I do not think it was because of the performances of any of the ladies. Uh, I, I thought they were all very funny. Uh, I, I think it was just a mismatch for me. Paul Feig's humor. I thought the ghost thing was kind of weird. What? What ghost thing? So their main villain looked like their Ghostbusters logo. Well, you you gotta you gotta watch the movie to kind of get why that okay, why that's but that in doesn't there. that doesn't help me. I don't care. Um, okay. <laughs> You're just I don't like it. I, d- I don't like it. It stinks, and I don't like it. So anyway, do you want to hear her quote? Yes. All right. So there's gonna it's gonna be some cussing. Okay. You ready for that? Cussing and, right. and a swearing. It literally says so insulting. Like fuck us. We didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. I was like, God damn. All right. Well, I look it. I get it. But it's like. Trump voice. Gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Uh, so annoying. Such a dick move, and I don't give a fuck. I'm saying something. Yeah, I you that, know yeah. that to me sounds like you're just that, taking your lollipop and that, throwing that, it in the that sand. escalated quickly. You're yeah, throwing that, your that, sucker in the dirt. That, and you're like that mm. escalated quickly. Um, and and she made it bullet like. And that's another thing. Look, we don't get political that often here on here, but. Come on. Really? Really? Uh, you know, remember how I said the um, – there, there were some people – I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this in, de- in defense of, of Jones. First of all, let me, let me say this. I, I, I disagree with, with Leslie Jones. I, I disagree with her assessment. I think that uh, – I don't think that this, this movie by Jason Reitman is in any way intended to be any sort of slap in the face. I don't think so either. To, to Paul Feig or to them or to anyone. I, I will say this in defense of, of Leslie Jones. Um. I have read some of the just comments that people have written uh, about the movie, and there are some people that they're they're not necessarily do- doing critiques of the movie as like, well, I didn't like it or I didn't like this about it. There are some people that are just spitting just some like some of the nastiest Listen, like venom. This earth ab- is full of evil people. Yeah, and unfortunately. But she's letting it get to her. Yeah, and, and and that's what it is. That's what I think it is. I think she's responding to a lot of the trolls and just they do and that haters to get a response. That uh, yeah, yeah, and and so I yeah I have to with, with all due respect we get them too to here. you. Uh, yes, we do. 
by God. We get them here. All yeah. that oh, hate, well. all that hate mail. Which, by the way, if you want to send us hate mail, send it to justusnerdspc at gmail.com. I literally responded and I'm like, well, thank you so much for t- taking your time to respond. I hope you have a great time. You know, I'm sorry that it didn't work out to your best of your liking. If you have a way of fixing things, go ahead and let me know. And you know what's the problem? I never get a response. I think they get really pissed off at me because yeah. I play the nice guy. You, you got to just respond with kindness. Just kill him with kindness, Leslie. It's okay. It's it's all right. Relax. No one. We're not shitting on you. I just look. You know what, Leslie? I would have liked your movie just a little more. Yeah. And this is something you had nothing con- of control over. If Paul Feig had just said it in the existing Ghostbusters yeah. universe, and that has nothing However, to do with you as an actress, you're fine. You, However, you're, you're cool. The only thing that can still kind of threw me off. And I, I still, like I said, it's still kind of, and it made me kind of upset about what Feig did. Okay. You have these three scientists, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, what else do we need? Oh, well, we've got our, we had a black guy in ours. <gasps> Let's have a ghetto black chick. I mean, why, why couldn't she have been one of the scientists? Why couldn't she have been? Yeah, that why, was my whole point. Why did that have to happen like that? You know? And, and see, but the thing is for me, is like through the storyline, if you had realized, um, Winston is not just some random black guy. Right. He was a Marine. He was a, you know, uh, you know, a leader of a platoon. There there was more of a, there was more of a backstory that uh, that that we didn't get in the first one, but yeah, but if you read books or comics or whatever, you, you learn a lot more that he's actually probably the bravest of the Ghostbusters. He's the one who jumps steady in and is like, whatever, let's do this. So. And, and he also represents kind of that, that everyman perspective. But, yeah, I agree. I had the same thought when I first saw the trailer and I saw how they were portraying Leslie. And I, I We've just, actually talked about it previously on the show. And, and I was just saying I feel like that just plays to, like, some of the tired stereotypes. Why don't you make her a scientist? Why isn't she a scientist? Why can't she be a scientist? Make one of the other ladies, you know, the— a dope. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, well, really, I'll, that's I'll what it was. This. Well, I'll tell you this. No, I'll, I'll tell you this. Having seen the movie— um, her character is not a, a dope necessarily. She's not a scientist. She actually is quite knowledgeable about the city, and that's one of the reasons why they bring her in. I mean, she knows she no no she she is a history great. She is a scholar of uh, in some way okay. self taught scholar. That I'm of good with. That I'm yeah. good with. So, but so, I thought you meant like she's a walking roadmap. I was like, she I, we can figure it out. We have Google. She's she's very knowledgeable about the city and its history and and, and that's see that makes more sense and that's fine. I, but um, everything they portrayed her as is is like this ghetto hood rat. But but and you're but you're going off of the trailer. You got to if you really want to make a, a, an opinion about it about the movie, uh, you ch- check it out. But I, I'm not gonna waste my time. I, I don't think you'll like it. I don't, I don't think you're gonna See, enjoy it. There you go. I'm right. just so we'll we'll, get, we'll, 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 we'll leave that there. But so I am excited for Ghostbusters I, three. I, cautiously optimistic. I'll say cautiously I optimistic. I am excited. However, we're gonna have you know, Doctor Raymond Stance, who's bald as a freaking bald eagle. <laughs> And you know, Aykroyd's got all his hair. No, I think he's got no, all he his does hair. Not. He's got all his no, hair. Google he, a picture of Aykroyd. Go ahead. He's got all of his hair. No, he doesn't. Um, he's been for, losing his hair for, for years. For for me, for me, I will say this: um, that Blade Runner, uh, what was it, twenty? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. Really? So, yeah, yeah. There are not a lot of people who like that movie, no, I, and I, I'm excited. I want to see it. I I enjoyed it, so I will say that is proof for me that you can do a, a sequel years apart from the original and have it be something good. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Hold on one second. So that way you can – let me find a recent one here of uh, old Danny Aykroyd. Yeah, he's he's got a full hair, head of he hair. He does dude. not have a full head of hair. Yeah, dude, here he is. Look, hair. How old is that photo? I don't know. That's, that's the problem. Anyway, 
Let's do some toy box. Yeah. Just get those wonderful toys. Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. So uh, some news here. Um, What's up? From uh, actually, so Valentine's Day week, 2019. So we just had this recent announcement. Um, Todd McFarlane Toys. Yes, I'm so excited. It, it, he's acquired some licenses. He's got licenses for Harry Potter, Mortal Kombat, and this last one I'm most excited about. Yeah, he still has hair. Yeah, but that's not it, a lot. All right, it's thinning, but he's not Baldy McBaldsmith. Keep, okay? keep going, keep um, going. The one I'm most excited about, McFarlane Toys, has, a, has acquired rights to produce toys for DC Comics. Yes, we're finally going to... I think we're finally going to get a... Uh, I, I, I think Marvel Legends is finally going to get a run for their money. I really do. Yeah, well, I I'm suspecting. You know the the Marv the uh, McFarland figures tend to run at a little bit of a higher yeah, price uh, point. Yeah, but the DC Select figures, if they remember, they were like twenty to twenty five dollars. True. So I don't think there's going to be much of a difference in price change. But I, I, I'll, I'll grant you. I think you're you're right. You're going to have uh, uh after. After some maybe some starts and stops, you're gonna have uh, a real competitor for yeah. for Marvel Legends. Now he's not um, he's not gonna produce all DC content. Right, right. He is gonna handle uh, like the the multiverse line. He's gonna be sort of like the the collectible. I, I think DC Direct, which had and DC Collectibles, which had been doing a lot of those figures, they're taking a step back, and he's gonna pick up the slack and is gonna produce several figures. I'm, I'm curious. I'm very excited now. Here's the thing for me. Are they going to be McFarlane style or are they just going to be, okay, I'm printing this out? Yeah, that, that would be – you mean like are they going to be renderings like of his – like if he drew like, the, the yeah, characters? Yeah, like him, you know, because um, he's, he's got that horror whimsy sometimes. His people look like they're melting. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The wrinkles. Like wrinkles on wrinkles on wrinkles. Yes. Um, My suspicion is – um. If there are, I think that's not going to be the extent of the series. I think that, because if you look at other McFarlane uh, characters, right. he, he does characters for The Walking Dead. He does, oh, he's got some really nice looking Game of Thrones figures yeah, yeah, yeah. that are coming out. Uh, so I suspect no. But the Harry Potter figures I'm excited about uh, too. Uh, yeah. Those are going to look really, really yeah. nice. I, I, I'm going to need to get one of those because I do, of, of the pantheon of characters, yeah. which I own, I do not own. Uh, any any Harry Potter figures, and that's yeah. that's my wife's favorite. Well, see, for me, like I already look, and I'm like, all right, I know what two characters I want, so therefore, I'm like, I'm waiting. So okay. Remus Lupin, ah, uh, yeah, 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 and Sirius Black. Sure, I, I, I need those two, the yeah. English gentlemen, and yeah. I'm gonna put them up with the rest of the figures. Right, cause... right, right, right. But what I hope, honestly, what what I would really love to see, I want to see a uh, a box set, like a two set, mm-hmm. and have. Voldemort and Harry with the uh, the the fight in between them with the electrical current and everything because I think he could do that. I could see that happening because McFarlane has put out some really good kind right. of like set piece mm-hmm. uh, uh, heat figures. Didn't didn't Mc- hold on? I want to see because I have a feeling I, I, I get him and Neca confused a lot because I have a feeling that McFarlane might have put out the Sleepy Hollow figures for the movie. I I think you're right. I think you're right, and, and I think those, I own one of those. One. I own the uh, the headless horseman figure. Those are, th- but those are fantastic. I'm just, 
I'm going to find out. So you know how we call NECA sort of your your poor, McFarlane. poor man poor See? man's hot toys. Oh, uh, God, and yes. so I would say McFarlane is also yep. that. So they were McFarlane, and mm-hmm. those were so detailed. They looked yeah. like Johnny Depp. I mean, yeah. they were they were awesome. And my headless horseman figure, you can ah. actually. It is a Christopher Walken, a legit Christopher ah! Walken head. Yeah, <laughs> he always sounds like Frankenstein to me every time you hear him. You have a, a, a you have Christopher Walken in your movie, but you don't allow him to speak one of the most horrible crimes. Uh, yeah, that's all you're hearing. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, one of my all time favorite Halloween movies, but still Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic. So anyway, so so yeah, um, I was reading an article about this on IGN, and they were saying that we probably won't see any prototypes uh, until Comic Con this year. But I'm I'm super Jones oh, for yeah. that because the quality is just great. I have super stoked. I have not been a fan ever since we lost the DC Classics line. Yeah, they just the the DC Multiverse. I have not been the they've quality. They've been okay. They've been they, okay. Their quality has not been great. Um, but. We do have a figure to, to we, talk we about. We have a figure so, to review today. All which, right. Which I'm kind of excited. I'm uh I'm excited for so you. So this is this is made by Mattel. Yes. Um this is one of DC's multiverse Which we just trashed figures. This is one of the better ones. I think because it being newer. So this was there was one of um This is kind of set. like their their signature series yeah, though. Yeah, this yeah. is this is like their so they put out a Michael Keaton, right? Was it no, that? it was Val, Val Kilmer. They put oh, well, Val that was Kilmer the thing. Batman. They put out the Val Kilmer Batman, but then they put out a John Wesley ship, the Flash from the 1990s series, which was one of my all-time favorite shows growing up as a kid. M- mine as well. Mine now, as well. T- would you do me a favor? Look at the picture. Look at the art on the back of the box. Oh yeah, yeah. And now look at the actual figure. Looks nothing like it. I don't know why, but they added more color. To see how the boots don't match, and they they added this weird like it's more of a copper color. Uh-huh. It's kind of a weird color, whereas that's not really the color of the suit. Whereas I, the actual ones, I think this the figure. This is one of the cases. It's closer where to the actual color. The, the figure looks better than the 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 pictures. Yeah, I didn't. I w- originally was I was on the fence about getting this. Because I, I just but did, seeing did, did it now, it. seeing it in person, I love it. It looks, it's terrific. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, please, so please. anyway, so anyway, um, little little known fact. Yes. Do you know how much it costs to make the actual suit? I it, it was some ridiculous amount. Yeah. Wh- yeah. It's like a hundred thousand dollars. For that suit, it was a hundred thousand dollars. That's a pure. Um, that's that's baby seal actually. What that's, what wow. that's made from? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So yeah. not environmentally friendly. No, the no. Flash is not good to the environment. But no, um, but actually, this is what drew me to the Flash comics was this show, right? Done by Sci-Fi. Yeah, and I loved it so much because if you remember, what there was another show going on around the same time. It was a superhero show that was on TV. Do you remember? Was it Mantis? Nope. Was, I loved Mantis. Was it? Was it on? It, I think it was on Sci-Fi as well. Was it? But by the way, this was actually originally. On, th- I think they did reruns on Sci-Fi, but it was. It used to be primetime, right? On um, like one of the networks, actually, NBC, ABC. Was, I think it was one but, of those. But the thing is, it was Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. And this. Yes, 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 and yes, yes. I'll tell you what, I loved them so much. But this one, th- this is great. So, did you, you want to cross over? Uh, 
How much would you have loved to cross over? It would have been great. Lois I mean, and Clark with the Flash. We're getting it, so, getting so many crossovers now with DC mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, but so this one we've got multi you know multi forms of articulation. The face actually looks like John Wesley's ship, which is really yes. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just some random guy in a flash suit. We get three sets of hands. So the ones that come with them already are fists, and then we have the running hands, and then we have these weird like. Reverse Spock. Kind hands. of like gang sign. Yeah. Is he doing gang signs? I think so. But the problem was, is when they threw it in there, his hands, the fingers are actually like bending backwards. So I, I don't know what they did with that. But the base, the stand is so cool. So the stand, so he's got this regular stand and then he's got this cardboard that goes behind mm-hmm. him and it's the cover from the show. Uh, awesome. So it's got him standing behind there with his arms crossed. So it, it was uh it was just so cool he looks that, great that they did this yeah and of course john wesley ship now is in the new flash series right. and right. actually you were just telling me uh what is it uh well they recently they had crisis on infinite earths and he's shown up yeah well at first he was barry's dad right then he shows up and he's Jay Garrett. Spoiler, spoiler. He's yep. the original Flash. Mm-hmm. To me, I was like, that is the most perfect homo- you know, homage to, to, to the Flash. Right, right. Of have in representing. And also, the the female scientist that was in it is actually in uh, the, the new Flash series as well. But yep. then they do Crisis on Infinite Earth, and he comes back. And he's Barry he's, Allen. He's Barry Allen. And what suit is he wearing? He's wearing that exact, the, uh, the murdered seal suit. Oh, my God, man. Just and and uh, he's from Earth, I think it was like Earth 90 or no, Earth 1990 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it a great, great callback. Great, great absolutely. callback. So, but the thing is, too, you notice with this show, the new Flash actually is like adapted parts of it because who do they have playing the trickster? Oh, uh, Mark! Yeah, I love. They that. have the older version, that. which is Mark Hamill. I love that they have Mark Hamill. To me, he played the original in in this show yeah. when Mark yeah. Hamill was trying to get work. That was his audition, basically, for the Joker yes, on the Batman absolutely. animated series. Absolutely, but I love that now he's actually become. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about it. I want to say honestly, I think Batman the animated series saved his career. Because he was fighting, trying to get work, and he just couldn't get it because he was getting stereotyped. Yeah, as as Luke, Luke, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. What else can we put him in? You know, and and I think that's really. But, but he's an incredibly talented voice actor. Oh my god, he's he's fantastic. By the way, there was stuff that that he was in that I didn't even realize that he was in. Did you know that he was in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, he is uh, the Fire Lord. He is the main villain. Really? Yes. Huh. And you would have never have known. Well, I never saw that movie, so... That no, 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 the, the TV show. Oh, oh, He oh, was oh. the TV show. Oh, 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 oh. Well, again, voice acting. He's yeah. an incredibly yeah. talented so anyway, voice actor. So anyway, um, but this figure is awesome. It, it runs normally around like $20 to $25, so... Where, where, uh, you, where'd you pick it up? So here's the thing. You're probably going to be better going to like one of your comic book stores and trying to see if you can find it. Mm-hmm. These ones, uh, I think we found them at GameStop. Okay. So it, it wasn't it's not like it's gonna be at your Walmart. You're not gonna be able to find, you know, I'd say the the other place, but I can't even say it anymore because it makes me sad. What a, what other place? What are you talking no about? No kids can be kids anymore. Because <sighs> uh, yeah. we probably would have been able to find it there. We toy, probably would have Toys R Us. Ugh. May it rest in peace. That hurts. So anyway. 
Um, okay, we're good. I feel better now. Um, but yeah, so the the box even that it comes in, I mean, that's that's this is pretty awesome. Like the box actually, look at how it's got the, like the divots in it, and it's mm-hmm. got Gen- John Wesley ship, and it's actually got the original Flash logo. Yeah. on the corners and stuff like that. So it comes loved, in a two pack. Love Danny Elfman's so score. There's that. this one, and then Val Kilmer Batman, and the Val Kilmer Batman's not bad. Um, I, I don't know s- why we needed a Val Kilmer Batman. I haven't seen one of those up close, so I'm not They're sure. Okay, I did get the Linda Carter. Wonder Woman, yeah, which was part of this set, love it, love and it, love yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you needed that. She so. she fits in perfectly with my Christopher Reeve Superman and my Michael Keaton Batman. So yeah, so I I highly recommend it. Um, that if you need a Flash and you loved the series, that this is going to be a honest portrayal. Nice. Well, holy mackerel, that was uh, that was a whale of a show. Um, listen, we want to hear from you out there in podcast land. So. Please send us an email, justusnerdspc at gmail.com. We have pages on Facebook, Instagram, and you go to our SoundCloud, uh, of course. If you're, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, uh, give us a comment on, on there. We're on iTunes. Uh, did I get all of our social media? I think I, yeah, I, think I did. Uh, oh, also, there's my, uh, my, art pa- my Deviant Art page. I go under the handle MassMan1978. So if you want to check out some of my artwork yeah, there, give yeah. me. It's fantastic l- stuff. L- let me know what you think. Uh, the new promo art, the new Ghostbusters promo art is, is up if you check out our, our, our Facebook page. Uh, so we, we really want to hear from you because this is a, this is a conversation. This is, this is between all of us. We're all kind of uh, you know, sharing our, our love of uh, comics, movies, and all things. In between. This is Chris and Jay from Wakanda. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we will catch you next time. Wakanda forever!